Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to episode of 154 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders, aka Eagle Sessions, here with Hollywood Hearn. And it's kind of like the aftermath of uh, what we, we saw. Uh, me and Evan are just uh, kind of like breaking it down from a Doug Peterson perspective. You talk about the team, it seems like, you know, it starts from the head up, man. The leadership is something I question. Right now with this football team, the accountability. Uh, start with a quote. Uh, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Now, right at, at, the, at this very moment, it doesn't look like Doug Peterson knows the way. It doesn't look like he's going in the right direction or way. And is he actually showing the team the way at this moment? We, we talk about the pressure that um recently happened and doug peterson's uh drunk uncle performance is getting kind of old whether he has to puff his chest up to show up beat reporters or just the lack of accountability i have concerns doug peterson you know it's so weird for a guy who's brought so much joy into my life a couple years ago i'm sitting on a podcast right now you know really having to have a you know, man and mirror moment and be and be real with the situation at hand. I mean, Doug Peterson, you're losing the grasp on this football team. You talk about being pissed off, pissed off about the way you guys played. You're frustrated to no end. You have too much pride. This team has too much pride. It's frustrating. You know, you can blame it on me all you want. I'm the big guy. I can handle it. But Jamie Apodi had a quote and I had a question to Doug Peterson, at what point does the anger turn into action, Doug? And you you alluded to the, the issues at hand, the 11 penalties, which you talk to means discipline. You talk about the execution and play calling when 
you mentioned, you know, being 0 for 9 on third down as, as a problem with execution and play calling, which is what you handled, Doug. 0 for 9 against the Giants, 3 for 8 versus Dallas, 4 for 13 against the Giants, 3 for 12 versus the Ravens. That means you're 10 for 42 on third down, Doug, at a 23% clip on third down, Doug. This is on you, Doug, in terms of this offense. Defense has had their, their woes, but it's the offense has been terrible, putrid. I mean, we we've seen I'm gonna it's it's trash, Doug. It's trash. And uh you're you're now one in four coming off the bye, and this is a reflection of you. Um you you, you could talk about we you know, Mike Grow was the scapegoat last year, and it's funny because you're like, is the offense even look it actually looks worse even without Mike Grow. I mean, we have questions. And the last game brought on a million more questions about to where this football team is going. I mean, we have trust issues. I have trust issues. Evan Hollywood Hearn. What issues do you have, my friend? I have a lot of issues with this football team and that presser, or as I call it, the depressor. Uh, it certainly didn't help the situation. Doug Peterson, I don't even know who this guy is anymore, Gail. I, I don't even recognize the head coach of this football team. I, I remember him. The Doug Peterson I remember and like to think fondly of was the one that you mentioned earlier, the one that took us to glory, won the Super Bowl. I haven't seen that Doug Peterson in a very long time. And what I see now is a man who is failing to lead, failing to show the way, and he's simply coming into these pressers just arrogant, completely arrogant, sitting down, laughing, ho hum, having a great time, yeah. sitting there. And I, I'm not—I I mentioned it to you. He's sitting there looking at his palm the whole time. Is he—is he writing down the answers for, for how we should be answering these questions? This football team is spiraling right now. It is spiraling. It seems like there's no control. It seems like Doug doesn't know how to grasp this spiral. And, you know, there was a lot of little answers that he had in that press conference that gave me no confidence moving forward that this is going to be turned around. He talks about Jalen Hurts and how he actually wants to use utilize Jalen Hurts even more into the offense. What sense does that make? Like, like what impact has Jalen Hurts had on this offense that's been significant? Uh, he's he's run the ball a total of 11 times over the course of the entire year uh, for 50 yards. That's four and a half yards a carry. Meanwhile, our starting running back has is averaging six yards a carry at this point. I'm just simply saying, if, if keep it simple, stupid. It's it's really not that hard. Miles Sanders is having a great year. Keep putting the ball in his hands. Trust your running backs. Trust this offensive line that you're saying this is the best five guys that we put out there. And, and move forward with that game plan. I, he talks about being in a rhythm. How do you, how do you keep your – he was a quarterback. He should, know, he should know about what it takes to keep a, a, a quarterback in rhythm. I, I guarantee it's not bringing a second quarterback out onto the field. And, you know, you're essentially playing 10 on 11 because Carson Wentz is a non-factor out there at wide receiver. Doug, it's just boneheaded mistake after boneheaded mistake. And the problem is, is that these mistakes continue to pile on week after week. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 frustrating. And, uh, you know, from the words of Doug Peterson's mouth, this is the most frustrated 
he has ever been as an Eagles head coach. And that's from the words from the Eagles leader at this moment. So whatever it is on the back end, what's going on with this football team, you know, there was the, the news of uh, on NFL Network saying that uh, Carson Wentz's practice habits were a concern and an issue. Uh, and he kind of kind of shot that down in the uh, in the presser. But I don't know when issues start arising, we start getting quotes out of out of nowhere, out of the locker room. Like who who's who's starting to talk? It's at a, a, a moment in time where you're hoping that this team rebounds. And we were, we thought that game would be the rebound game and kind of like the rebirth of the Eagles season. But newsflash, folks, uh, the Eagles' upcoming schedule, uh, next five games are all versus winning teams, and they are 32 and 13 combined. You have the Browns that are 6-3, and three, Seahawks that are 6-3, and three, Packers 7-2, and two, Saints 7-2, and two, Cardinals 6-3, and three, and you finish out in the NFC East. You know, if you're if we're in contention, Cowboys who are two and seven, and and Washington at two two and seven. So this gauntlet of games will decide, really, well, and show us what what kind of football team Doug Peterson is um, bringing to the forefront. Like, do the players buy what Doug's, Doug Doug Peterson's selling, or do they start doing their own thing? Do they start talking to the media? Do they start eating their own? Uh, and that that's an issue that, you know, us as fans are sitting here looking at this team like we don't even know who this football team is. We don't even know the identity of this football team. I can't tell you week in and week out which version of this team is going to show up, whether it's the defense is going to be out there left hung out to dry with short fields, lack of turnovers, or, or the is the offense going to start fast and, and not finish or, you know, finish uh, late in the game or, you know, there's no level of consistency from this offense uh, at all or the team, basically. But I feel like at, at this time, you know, you, you want to blame turnovers. Last last game, Carson Wentz did not turn over the ball, which it's something I said he wasn't going to do. He didn't turn over the ball, and they still lost, and they still looked ineffective offensively. You, you can't even score – I mean, you can't even you can't you can't outscore the Giants' offense, and it's, and it's ridiculous. I mean, coming out of a bye, knowing what would be uh, you know Daniel Jones and his legs and how he's been effective, dudes like 156 yards rushing on the Eagles in the last two games is ridiculous. You knew it was coming, and he still beats you with the legs. Uh, so you you have more questions coming out of the bye with the way this football team looked, uh, the way that, that the, the players reacted, and the way the coaches coached. Yeah, I, th- I think you touched on a really key part right there, too, is we've been talking about for weeks – a major issue in this team has been Carson Wentz's turnovers. That's, you know, obviously something that you can't overlook. Carson Wentz didn't even turn the ball over and we still can't get the points on the board. And like, you know what I mean? If we, if we, it seems like the Eagles really need to, in order to get a win, Carson needs to play a near perfect game and the defense needs to at least cause one turnover and we're talking about the giants scale the giants like like all of this effort all of this perfection needs to happen for us to be a bottom of the barrel team i think that right there tells us exactly what we need to know we are two at the bottom of the barrel and 
just, man, I, I can't get over that press conference, Gail. I can't because like it, the the lack of self-awareness that Doug Peterson has is just dumbfounding. I mean, you look at Jeff McLean. He had a question for Doug Peterson. He says, uh, with Jalen Hurt, when Jalen Hurts plays, he's only he's only throwing the ball twice in 30 something plays there. Do you see do you sense that the defenses are obviously keying in on the run? And would it make more sense to ha- take Carson off the field like the Saints do with Drew Brees so that you could at least have one more receiving option to give defenses something to think about? Doug Peterson's response? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. So why haven't you done that? It's a great idea. Something we'll look into. Are are you kidding me, Doug? Are you kidding me? It's something we'll look into. It's something that has never even crossed your mind. While everyone is doing their own thing in their own lives, working their own jobs, this is stuff that we're thinking about. Your only focus in this entire city is to make this football team better. And you can't think about that? Doug, come on. (laughs) I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Evan. I mean, you're talking about like little things. You know, just the idea of bringing in Jalen Hurts to me at this moment in time is getting stale, getting old, getting very predictable. And the fact that we see it, the rest of the NFL sees it. I mean, like, NFL defensive coordinators will, will pick out, like, the way a offensive lineman has their stance, yep. knowing that tips off a run and pass. Like, that's a thing. They obviously know when – Hertz comes in, they're like, all right, you know what's coming. Uh, it's it's some, a glorified wildcat offense. That's all it is. And at, at this point in time, it's like you pay Carson Wentz to be your franchise quarterback. You got your freaking franchise quarterback running out there like on some gadget-ish, lined up at wide receiver. Like, what are you doing, Doug? You, it's stopping the flow of the offense at second and ten. I lost sleep. I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and the first thing I woke up and I was like, oh, second and 10 play. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there like, I can't even go back to sleep. I, I got up, and I'm, I didn't go back to bed until like 5 in the morning. And I'm just like, bro, I, you have this sickness. But it's, it is what it is an Eagles fan. But it's just like that kind of situation, week in and week out, it's getting old, bro. Like, I know Carson. I mentioned it on our, one of our last podcasts. Like, it's you know, it's first down and four at the goal line. Eagles are going in. Potential to like you score a touchdown right here, right here, right now. Easy. They bring Jalen Hurts. Delay of game. Back you up. Like this is what I'm talking. You have Carson Wentz. It's first and four. It's not. That's a you. You have a ton of a, array of plays at first and four to like. Come up with something. You don't have to bring in Jalen Hurts. That's why it's awkward. This whole season, awkward. Your play calling, awkward. Whatever's going behind the scenes, awkward. I can keep going. Zach Ertz, whatever the hell's going to be on behind the scenes, awkward. I don't know, dude. And, and, And I think that is really telling that, like, I think everyone agrees that we have explosive weapons on this offense. We have guys that are capable of making big plays and we have a lot of chance for creativity in this offense. 
we could get creative. We could even like as as much as I like I don't want to see Jalen Hurts anymore on this field. Like I think he could have been utilized in a better way in the in the plays that he has been out there. Why is this offense so damn vanilla with all of these playmakers that we have on here? Like the most aggravating thing to me is we pretty much got our entire offense back for this game. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey was playing wide receiver four. And we we look like we look like Pop Warner versus the Giants. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. It's inexcusable, and it all points back to coaching. If it's not if it's not the players, the players are obviously capable. It's the coach. And it was brought up in the presser about you know the the idea of like you know you put in the best five in front of Carson Wentz, and if Jason Peters, you know that he he. He shit on the idea of basically putting Jason Peters at guard and having Jordan Mailata at a left tackle. I like to me, you know, if you talk about putting out your best five guys and you feel like Suo Opeta and, you know, Richard Pryor, aka Matt Pryor, is the right situation. That's the right situation. Uh, you, you probably have a better chance with Jason Peters at guard and Mailata at left tackle to me. Um, Definitely. So I mean, like it's 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 concerning just the way he's he's out here on these pressers and just like I mean, don't take I mean, don't take it out on the beats. Uh, you're you're the one that's put yourself in this situation, and at the end of the day, Lurie has to be looking down at the situation at hand. Like who else is left to blame? You know, you got rid of Mike Grill. And, and it and that it's it, it's insane that I'm sitting here like. Did the offense look better with Mike Grow? Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing to think about because that's something I never even considered until you brought it up earlier in the like show. Word, you like word? Am I am I saying like I I was sitting there to myself today? I'm like, am I really thinking this? And then you have no one else left. Like Frank Rake's gone, Mike Grow is gone, uh, and you talk. There was that article it was the Peter King article mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, and he talked about who helped him design certain plays, and you know. I think it was uh, Frank Reich and how they, they came up with the third down plays and and who had which job and you like don't, don't, anyway scratch that none of those guys are here so who who is like really helping them develop these plays or is it just him kind of like kind of bogarting over that like this is my area of expertise yeah but right now it looks like shit like whatever you're putting out there play calling wise looks like garbage and week right after week. Yeah, week after week, and did, did it surprise you at all to not see any sort of uh, any sort of anyone fired after after the game, even like Press Taylor? But like now that I think about it, and you bring up the whole Mike Rowe situation, how this offense looks even more stale without Mike Rowe, who we were begging to get out of town. Like if we were to dump Press Taylor, would it look even worse? Could it possibly? You just start have to like, I mean, all all fingers point to Doug. Yeah, like there's no there's no other if ands or buts like, and and people are like, oh, we're, we're, I'm I don't like the way you do Staley handles the rotation. Like, again, this could be on Doug. Like, you might think that over here about the rotation with running, but at this point, anything better, anything of change would be better. And I I feel like I don't know, man. Gangarellos are sitting around here for a reason, right? They yep. Bringing in those elements of the 49ers offense and maybe some pre-snap motion, some trickery, whatever. Like, if he's here for a reason and you want him to be the 
successor as the play caller, maybe they thought about that ahead of time. I don't know. I don't know. I have questions. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, where, where do you stand on Jim Schwartz? I mean, does Jim Schwartz escape all criticism from you or, I mean, he's not having the best year either. I mean, he's had his woes here and there. I mean, but then again, I, I start to go back to the linebacker play and I, again, go back to Howie and like, you knew we, I mean, we've been talking about it for like years, but we're, we talked about it as it being a big concern going into the season and now your linebackers, yeah, I mean, you know, Singleton, he played, you know, had 16 tackles. But some of those, those guys are getting washed on certain plays, out of position. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, in the second round you could have got talented line, you know, someone to step in and play linebacker. The fact that your third-round pick can't even sniff the field at this moment. Like, uh, I mean, they're, they're, you know, Schwartz has his woes and everything, but if your offense can't even average, like, your offense has been garbage. That's the reason why you're, you leave your defense out there forever, you know. You know, I mean, the only thing that you can start looking at is defensive line, as much money as we spent on the defensive line. You know, the production, you know, mm-hmm. we had some sacks over the last, you know, uh, first half of the season, but you still want, want to see more consistency up front and for the Giants to like you know what they did to our our defensive line last it seemed like they were having their way a little bit right but you know Fletcher Cox did seem like he got banged up they had to put his put his shoulder back in place mm-hmm. you see that yeah yeah I saw that I don't know man um I, I really but I, I'm really just looking at Doug like yeah. I, I know I mean if if you if you average more on your offense and you were putting up uh consistent flow offensively you know it'd be a different story i mean look at the offense it's been it's been up and down dude yeah and and it, like i i can't help but just keep going back to the whole miles sanders thing like that that comes down to doug peterson and the the play calling why are we moving away from things that work in this offense why are we trying to get the ball down to John Hightower on, on third and one. Why, why are we trying to force that play when we could just get the first down, when we have a, a running back who is running six yards on, on average? He's, Miles Sanders can very clearly find the hole. Yeah. Um, 5.6 is averaging. Uh, you know, Boston Scott was averaging 21 carry. <laughs> Wait, he broke off that long run, obviously. Right. But, um, it's just like in, in the presser, you know, someone brought up a you know question about the run. You kind of just like, you know, like laughed at it. It's like maybe we have to do, uh, maybe maybe we do run. That's fine. If that's what it takes, fine. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do whatever we have to. Win. Like it's like it was a slap in the face. Like, like my 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 passion can't get it done. Or, right. or if we have to run, I guess we. Yeah, we'll we'll do whatever it takes. No, like it's it's your ability to stay consistent with the run game. Mm-hmm. It's not even it's it's really not even rocket science. It's not even like high football IQ. It's like run the football if it's working. Yeah, and and I saw early in that game too um, that Carson's uh, passing attempts was starting to creep up there. He ended the day with thirty seven attempts, and you know if you just look at the games that we actually won this year, first San Francisco we threw the ball twenty eight times. First, the Giants. This is the uh, this is the anomaly. He threw the ball forty three times, 
And then versus Dallas, he threw the ball 27 times. All signs point to if Carson throws the ball less and you have a more balanced offensive attack, then you win the football game. If everybody else, if the defense can pull their weight and, you know, all the players are on offense are doing what they're supposed to be doing. That that's like and if, if I feel like a broken record here because like that, obviously, yeah, if Carson throws the ball less, that is more successful. But like I, I don't understand this need to just keep on trying to throw the ball in situations where you don't need to. It's it's a head scratcher, man. We, we talked about a pregame uh, and then actually one of our, our, our listeners, our viewers, Emily, she brought it up about what are the chances we see? more of Carson Wentz outside the pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, we are all sitting out here realizing where Carson is and his ability to roll out. And, um, and when you're running the football like that, you can roll out. And then they didn't try <laughs> until like third quarter. Uh, Dan Orlovsky brought up that tweet about, mm-hmm. uh, about Carson, uh, where he's effective at. And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't try it until the third quarter. It's like it's it's almost like reckless at this moment, mm-hmm. and I, I I'm just wondering when is Jeffrey Lurie going to have a 53 angry men moment where he comes out with t-shirts and comes in the locker room like look bitch step aside this is my team um, what's going on there? you guys want the t-shirts <laughs> 53 angry men minus the head coach and. These next couple games, dude, it is really – we are really close to seeing, you know, what, what, what what's to become of Doug Peterson. Because yeah. if you lose the locker room, it's an issue. If you offense keeps stalling, it's an issue. And if uh, Carson Wentz continues to look very basic and you're, this is your offense, Doug, it's an issue. So let, let, let me ask you the tough question then. If we continue to see the same, offense doesn't change. We just see this mediocrity for the rest of the year. What changes need to happen at the in the offseason? I mean, I am not confident moving into the next season with just going status quo on this. Changes need to happen. Carson is very obviously regressing. He is, he's playing awful this year, man. This is just completely... <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Like he's he's playing like trash this year. There's there's no ifs ands buts about it. He's just he's not playing good, and he doesn't obviously have the uh, the leadership to show him the way on how to get this done. There needs to be Carson's window is only so big. That's what we talked about for years. His his, his window succeed is only so big. Yeah. I, I really 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 don't want to have to blow this team up, man. I feel like that—that's where we're le- like that's the w- road we're walking towards right now. And the biggest is a team issue, blow up. Yeah, and the, and the biggest issue is like there was a window where Carson was playing on this this contract. Yep. And that was the window where you needed to either make key moves or make you know make that solid push for the uh, you know for another Super Bowl. And now you know you're you're going to start be paying Carson Wentz a lot more money. Strapped. And I I feel. I mentioned this on our uh, post-game show. I feel more comfortable with seeing, you know, trying someone else, you know, calling the plays with Carson Wentz than I do with, you know, Doug Peterson moving forward. Yeah. Know, with another quarterback. I feel more comfortable with Carson. 
I mean, I feel more comfortable with someone else deciding on how to utilize these players because I don't think they're utilizing players for their skill sets. You see it week in and week out. You know, screen game is garbage. Uh, the lack of creativity. When was the last time we've seen a jet sweep? How about a trick play that actually wasn't like crazy? That you, you know, couldn't like, predict what was going to happen? Right. I mean, how, how about, you know, like keep defensive honest? I mean, it's nice. this ain't even a rocket. This ain't even like, like they do this in like all levels of football. I mean, and Doug Peterson's offense looks like some boring. Some- it looks like a boring ass offense. That's what it is. <laughs> my man fell asleep. <laughs> my God, dude. My God. And the, the whole, you know, we'll finish up with the, the going for two, Doug. Going for two. Like, what is going on here? Like, I know your analytics guys have something to say about it, but it doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's, again, it's like reckless. I mean, whether it's him going on fourth and down, like, and going for two, the big balls are are pushed back in your in your abdomen at this moment. Like, <laughs> you, you, nothing is hanging, bro. Like, we are not seeing it. Uh, and, and no one's afraid of what you're bringing to the table. Again, many questions. That that last game left us many questions. Uh, and as frustrated as Doug Peterson is with himself, the fan base is ten times more frustrated with you, Doug. And um, yeah, and and then j- just the the matter of trying to I, I mean, there's the two point conversion. There was no good play that was even drawn up for that. Like, Doug, th- th- this is a if if you're gonna drop your balls down into the wheelbarrow and put them out there, you better come up with a better play design than what you came up with for that with that two point conversion. And aside from that, yeah, your point, Gail, it it didn't make any sense. It was twenty one to seventeen after you scored that touchdown. The extra point gets you within a field goal to tie the game. And if you don't convert, then you got to score a touchdown. Tell, tell me your logic there. It, it doesn't make any sense. It does. It, does he really have that little confidence in Jake Elliott? Like, I mean, is, is that is that what it comes down to? Jake, Jake Elliott's one of the worst <laughs> rated kickers in the league. I, I remember that, you know, Evan has a, you know, place in his heart for kickers. I do. <laughs> Not this one. Uh, but again, like, I mean, what is, what is the issue? here? And uh, yeah. And just the, the blame and the, the fumbles on the, the low snaps, like, man. If you, oh, if you got to see Evan, he's like rubbing his head and frustrated. We're both sitting here frustrated. I look how I wanted Doug to look during that press conference instead of, just sitting down, smiling, nah, he, pounding around. He, uh, uh, I was heated. I'm like, bro, don't come in here smiling, bro. Don't come in here trying to be cute. Don't come in here trying to, like, razz the uh, beat reporters. I mean, they're asking some really good questions here. Yep. Um, we're not talking about Wrangler jeans and fucking Favre here. We're talking about real questions that you need to be seriously looking at. You're coming, up, coming in here smug as fuck for no reason. Uh, it angers me. Yeah. It angers me. Um, but uh, we, we definitely want to thank everyone who showed up to the Eagles kickoff live, the pregame and the postgame pod. Uh, definitely had a lot of energy postgame and more angry energy after the game. So we appreciate you guys for 
sticking around for that. And appreciate you guys subscribing, rating, uh, joining the conversation as usual per, per every every week. Uh, it's it's always always a good time. Evan, any any last words before we get out of here? I don't want Doug Peterson to have one scoop of ice cream for the rest of the year. And on top of that, this is, this is a message to all, anyone in the Eagles organization. Stop it with the corny-ass phrases like dream team and quarterback factory. I, it's, it's a death sentence. Stop saying that shit. Just, how about you just put together a good football team? Do that. Then, then we can work on the corny phrases. Yeah, I got, I got nothing, man. Uh, I'm just going to hold my head up high. I'm going to, you know, usually I, I, I leave the Eagles to help me feel better. But at this point in time this season, they have not done that. So I'm going to get back on my own high horse and uh, keep flying high. And as always, we will see you guys in the next one. And fly, Eagles, fly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.